You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in there. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many day how many days a week do you spend on As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here.
Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whew, they have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a garment and dog tree dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top of the industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. Okay, I think we're good this time. This is Josh McAllis with the Houndsman XP Truth, or I should say the truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network. And today, I'm lucky enough to be, well, I, I would say I'm hosting them, but actually they're hosting me. I just sat down to a beautiful, beautiful large dinner at the home of Cheyenne and Jennifer Cummings in uh, Seneca, Missouri. And I'm joined by... Right now, Cheyenne and his boy, Dalton. How are you guys doing? Doing good. How are you, Josh? We're doing great. I want to thank you guys for joining me. First of all, that was a lovely dinner. You guys got a lovely house. And I just want everybody else to know that when I come over for a podcast, I expect pork chops. And <laughs> work out. <laughs> Cheesy oh, potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, they, these guys, they've treated me really well. And so we've had a pretty good evening so far. We've been just sitting around cutting up over the dining room table, which is always fun. But uh, most of you people that are listening to this are going to know who Cheyenne and Dalton are and and Jennifer, and uh, we want to make sure and bring that to you because you guys have been a fixture in not only PKC, but UKC too. Yep. You guys are two guys that hunt both registries. You know, you don't really discriminate as far as that goes, and frankly, other than Kurt, we were just talking about the Kurt podcast, most of the guys that I've been hunting with are straight PKC hunters, and most of the guys that I've been interviewing so it'd be nice to get your guys's perspective on that too but yeah uh first of all i want to start out with uh cheyenne and where did you i first of all did you grow up around here pretty well, close i've been within 20 miles of here my whole life yeah so you've you're in coon country you're yes. in coon hound country there's a lot of hounds down lots there. of dogs yeah and did you get started pretty young I've, coon, I've had hounds in my yard my whole life my really? dad coon hunted my uncle's Everybody can know. What kind of dogs did you start with? Any kind. There's mixed breed. It didn't matter. If they'd run in tree, my dad had them. Yeah, and you started with your dad? Yes. That's that's cool. Did uh, you guys, did you competition hunt from the get-go, or was that something you picked no, up later? No. In my mid-teens, I started, my dad started hauling me to hunt. Yeah. What was, do you remember, what was your first coon hunting memory? I want to ask that before we get started. Oh, probably hunting with my my grandma's brother's coon hunting we started hunting with them when i was little and when they when you went hunting you walked from the time you turned dogs out till you gathered them up you'd build fires how anybody liked it i don't know my dad thought he'd burn (laughs) me out but here i am today i remember my kids got it so easy yes man they we drive to them trees on a side by side 
and they don't walk. Like if we have to walk a half mile, they really think they've done something. Yeah, like we, had a, we had a two-cell flashlight to walk with and another one to shine with, and you didn't dare turn that one you shined with on while you was walking <laughs> so you'd have a light to shine with yeah. when you got there. When did you get your first actual coon light? Oh, I was probably 15 or 16 years old, old before I... Was it an old wheat light? A wheat light, and then you had them hot lights that weighed about 15 pounds. <laughs> And Dalton, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you probably started hunting with your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I always, when I was younger growing up, it wasn't until I was probably 13, 14 that I really you know, got into coon hunting. I always played a bunch of sports and stuff, and I never really took it serious until I was 17, 18, probably around my senior year of high school and shoot me and my buddies i don't know why they ever let us but my brother-in-law now uh we were just really good buddies in high school you talking about tyler no uh andrew douthat uh we were partners on the minklers kansas maxine female yeah and bought her when we were in high school and shit we'd take off for a week you know middle of school year take off (laughs) go to the world hunt or something for a week so we had a lot of fun with her but no i started out hunting with dad uh I didn't really realize how bad it sucked until just a few years ago. We'd hunt down south of Seneca, and, I mean, it's mountains, straight up, straight down, rough, rough country. And once I moved to Oklahoma, I was introduced to the pecan orchards, Mm -hmm. you know, and hunting over there with Tyler and Lane and them big orchards, you know, that's just where I hunt now. But here two years ago, I think, we were down there south of Seneca with dad and he cut a dog one way and cut shack another way. And this dog gets treed down there and he sends me and my buddy in there to get him. He had 600 yards. We were two and a half hours. <laughs> I told him, I said, why anyone would turn a dog loose in here on purpose is beyond me. Shy, yeah. you knew it was going to take yeah, a little them, while when yeah, you said it with her, did you? Yeah, them guys don't come over and pleasure hunt with me. If I hunt with Tyler or Dalton, I got to go to their, their spots. I don't say, I mean, you guys know where I live. You've yes. hunted where oh, yeah. I live. Yes. Yeah, I can't blame them. Not as good as it gets. <laughs> so, Shy, when you started with your with your competition side of it, was you hunting mostly UKC hunts? Because I mean, back then that's about that was that's the big about deal all then. there was around here was UK. Yeah. There were, there wasn't a PKC club that I knew of around here. Everything yeah. was UKC. What dog was it? You remember what dog you put your first cat put in your first cat? There's a dog called Spider. He's out of he's a rock bred dog. Yeah. Did you win? Yeah, he's probably the best dog I've ever owned to this day. To this day, the best dog that Cheyenne Cummings ever yes. owned was the first dog he ever put yeah. in a competition hunt. I probably I didn't realize what I had until now, but he's probably the best hound I ever owned. Well, considering what you've owned, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he he was a good one. Where did he come from? I got him. An old man pulled in my yard. I'd never met him. He had a pair of dogs. He said he was too old to hunt. He just wanted something to run loose in his yard. And if I had something, he'd give me these young dogs. There's litter mates, and he was one of them. Really? Yep. I'll be darned. And that's where I got him. What, uh, did you, you had some success with him, though, in the hunt? Yes, I, I've granted him. Then they had a lot of what they call jackpot hunts. Yep. It wasn't a sanctioned hunt, but there's jackpot hunts everywhere. And there's no telling how much money I won with that dog. Well, yeah, back then. I remember the first time I heard, I was probably 17 or 18 when I ever heard PKC was a thing. Yes. I didn't even know you could hunt for money. No, me neither. I mean, we never had no jack. We had some Calcuttas maybe at a, like a UKC hunt or something like that. But uh, I thought, wow, hunting for money. 
Yeah. So you could actually win money back. Yeah. I, thought, yeah. I might kind of like that. So yeah, you guys had a lot of jackpots. A lot of jackpot hunts. It wasn't yeah. sanctioned, but they just jackpot hunts. Yeah, that's pretty much I, every week. Really? Yes. So what would a jackpot hunt cost to enter? Uh, Twenty bucks. Really? And but at a lot of them jackpot hunts, they'd be eighty to hundred dogs. No kidding. Yes. Yeah, it's changed. The, we had a RQE hunt. It was in the early nineties. We hunted 107 dogs out of our club at Seneca. What uh, I'm going to touch. I want to. I want to talk more about your past and how you guys got started and everything. But this is going to follow up to a podcast that's going to air here in a couple of days that you guys are going to listen to. And and me and Jed were sitting down and talking. And he says that some of the prestige is gone and that there's too many coon hunts. A platinum champion ain't a platinum champion anymore. And anybody who's listened to this will probably have listened to last week's episode, so if you haven't, go check it out. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think, it, you think there was that many dogs at one event because it, the events were rarer, or do you think there's then, less coon hunters? Or I think there's just as many coon hunters as there's ever been. But then you had three or four or five big hunts a year. So every one of them hunts, everybody went to them because they knew when they was going to be, and they saved up and went to them hunts. But there's only four or five all year long. Yeah. I know when I was coming up 10 or 10, 11 years old, whenever I was following my grandpa around to UKC hunts, there was always 60 dogs. Yes. 50 to 60 dogs. But I think we only maybe hit eight or 10 hunts a year. Yep. Yep. You know, it was about like that down That's here, same way same down here. Way, same way it was here. Yeah. You know, there's some local hunts as far as big hunts, four or five throughout the country all year long. Yeah, there was Autumn Oaks, Winter Classic, uh, Battle of the Breeds. Battle of the, Battle of the Breeds. At Ada, they used to have Battle of the Breeds, and they'd hunt two, 300 dogs every year down there. And I'm, I should know this. And I don't know, I mean, but do they still have Battle of the Breeds? They have Battle of the Breeds, and I think they hunt about 25, 30 dogs. No yep. kidding. Yep. That's crazy. Because I remember one of the first times we took uh, some skipper pups down to a hunt would have been in 2004 or five or something like yeah. that, and it was Battle of the Breeds, and it was a pretty big deal then. It was yeah. big. That's, right in there is about when it started slacking off yep. a little bit, but I think now they hunt, you know, 30, 40 dogs at the most. Huh. Well, I mean, that's something. Do you think it's because just the sheer number of hunts, though? Number of hunts. That's where we're at. Pretty much every night but Sunday, I can be to hunt within an hour of my house. Yeah. You know, six nights a week. I, I mean, that's nice, but we all miss those days where. Yeah. Yes. Because I remember when, if you may, have, if you had a night champion, it was a big deal. Yes. They were night champions were hard to make. Night champions and grand nights. You, you hardly ever heard of a grand night dog around. No. I know, I'm going to, I don't know if Dale Beaver's listening to this podcast. There's a local hunter up there, and he's still got good dogs. But he had a female called Kate that had, like, 19 second place yes. finishes and never could get a first and never made night champions. Yes. I hunted with <laughs> a guy, his dog, it was the same way, you know, 15 to 20 seconds and thirds, never did get a first and never made night champions. And that's a lot of cast wins. A lot of cast. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a good dog, and he treated lots of coons. Yeah. He just couldn't get the first. Yeah, that's crazy. So you started hunting with you started hunting in the UKC. When did you go to the PKC hunts? When did the first PKC club start showing up? Uh, mid nineties, mid to late nineties, when I started hunting PKC. Was it uh, what dog was it? A dog uh, called Bart. He's a hillbilly Mac bred dog. Yeah, pretty good dog. He's a nice dog. Yeah. 
Dalton, uh, you said you started taking it serious when you was, what, 17, 18 years yeah. old? Is that yeah. when you started getting in the hunts, too? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. What was you hunting? Was you hunting Maxine? We then? had the Maxine female, and then if both of us went, Andrew, he'd get to drinking beer most of the time <laughs> when we'd go on the road. You know, we'd find somebody that's 21, buy us a 30-pack of Keystones. Uh, so if he wasn't too drunk, he'd hunt Maxine and I'd hunt Mafia. Yeah. But uh, we, I hunted hauled Mafia a lot then. Yeah. Uh, but I, Maxine, she was a good jit. That was one of, one of the better females I've ever hunted with. Did you get her from Minkler? Yep. Did you? Yep. The night we tried her, uh, we called Greg. He wanted, what do you want, 4500 for or something I'm like sorry, that? Yes. Um, uh, and knowing Greg, you know, I, I was young. Dad knew Greg good, but I didn't yeah. really know who he was. 18-year-old kid, 4500 bucks. Lot of that was a lot of scrap metal. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so I called Greg and he said, hey, come get her, take her hunting. Uh, first time, the first drop, we cut her loose and she strikes and comes out across an open field into a little thicket and catches and kills like a 250 pound sow hog by herself. <laughs> and then she treats seven singles. Really? Told us, we better get this one. Yeah. She was she was a bad unit. When but, did you when you started winning? Uh, was it addictive immediately? Yeah, was yeah. Uh, I mean, I was addicted. The first, I, other than like a hunt at Seneca, I probably hunted three or four PKC hunts at Seneca, but the first hunt that I really went to, like a PKC hunt, was the world hunt. Really? Yep. Well, that's a pretty big Yeah, pretty yeah big we, just, right we there, just jumped right in, but uh, that was when... John Parsley was running Jake a lot, and I drew John three early rounds, and he beat me by a quarter all three nights. You drew John Parsley three early three rounds. Three early rounds in a row, and he beat me by a quarter. I scored uh, 875, and he had 900 the last night I drew him. Yeah, I drew There's him. 300 and some odd entries yes. every yep. night. What yep. are the odds I of draw, drawing the same I, guy? I don't know if I draw him three <laughs> nights in a row. Yeah, I wasn't out there, and he'd call me. He said, I drew Parsley again. That Parsley yep. was packing a good dog. Yeah, yeah. Jake yeah. was a good, Jake was a good, good dog. dog. Yes, he was. So, you're starting to hunt, and you, we're going to touch on Mafia here in a little bit because Mafia is one of the more famous dogs that you guys hunted. Yes, sir. I got to hunt with Mafia. I was lucky enough, but Ma- I was older. You know, or Mafia was older. Whenever I got yes. that, Dalton had brought him up with Ty one time. I was still hunting. Do- I believe we had Dollar Trader and Mafia. Yeah, Dollar we? Trader and Mafia. Yeah, that, that was night. a lot. Of, that was three good dogs. Mm-hmm. Turn loose that night. We treated a lot of coons too, but. Did you get Mafia as a baby pup? Was he a starter pup? No, was he... he was a weaning pup when I bought yeah. him. And yeah, and so that's how most of your good ones have been. All of them that I've, as of late, everything I raised my own. Yeah, and so I'll, that's before we get into Mafia. Uh, one thing because I I'm a big fan of raising baby puppies. Yes, I mean everything that I keep. It seems like I got them at six, seven, eight weeks old. And it seems like that's the only way I can find one that I really, really like. That's and from what I'm, I'm gathering from you guys, you guys are the same yep. way. Yes. So what are you looking for? I mean, your breeders, your trainers, you hunt PKC, you hunt UKC. So that's it, a lot of aspects right there that I don't get all the time. You know, a lot of the guys I, I interview are either just handlers yes. or they're just dog trainers or they're just PKC guys or something like that. So yes. You're looking for something that's kind of the the whole package. Yes, sir. And what do you look for? Because I tell people I can see traits in little baby pups that most people think I'm crazy. Are you guys seeing things out of yes. little pups? Yeah. What, what are you looking for? You know, 
you, I'm lucky where I live where I can let pups run loose. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you want the one that's off by itself all the time. And I'm always looking for a track dog. Treeing can come later. Every dog anymore is going to make trees. But I, I watch them out here in the yard and in the woods and stuff, and I want the one that's the track dog of the group. And that's where I usually start at. What the... Uh, I mean, because I know I've raised several litters and i'm looking at looking for pups and when i'm looking at something i always want the boldest pup oh yeah are you guys looking for the same yeah, thing yep. the boldest the one that's going to whip everything else's butt off the feed pans the the dominant pup yeah what uh when you seen mafia was he all that yes he was mafia's the most natural dog i ever had on the place he as far as easy starting he was Mafia, I never hunted with nothing hardly at all until he was a year old. Even from starting, I started him by himself, and he just started out natural tree and coons. Yeah. What, uh, when did he start tree and coons? How old was he? Mafia was about five months old when he treated his first coon. Really? Yes. Solo coon by himself, five months old. Yeah. That's pretty impressive, actually. I know. Con was, I think, six and a half months old. That was the earliest I'd started one. Yeah. Never had one started. I started out with Mafia. I'd drive around and shine down them creeks. If I seen a coon, I just cut him down. Yeah. And uh, he'd, he'd treat him from night one. Did, did, uh, he didn't just, you didn't turn him loose with the old dogs? You no, didn't do anything just, crazy? He's only just him by himself. All really? Him. Yes. When did you first start, first start putting Mafia in hunts? Uh, Mafia was a grand night by 17, 18 yeah, months. Yes, so I knew. I he thought was he young. was young. Yeah, he was real young. I'm getting Speaking right. of pups, we've got a deer race going yeah. on out here. <laughs> I can hear him. <laughs> I hear him. I got one of my dogs. I got my healer in the truck. And I thought, you know, that pup's probably going to bark a little bit around him, but I didn't. I'm, I'm guessing that pup there probably ain't going to stay in the yard all night, no, is he, it? He, no, he goes. Yeah, he'll be gone. <laughs> yeah, go catch him. Yeah, he's fine. We got one thing about it. If you're going to go to a houndsman's house, you're yeah. going to have to listen to some hounds bark. Yes. Oh, That's yeah. the way it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. So you've got Mafia. You've got it. When did you know or think that Mafia was special? At a young age. Mafia was a super accurate dog, and he was, he was one you didn't have to whip and beat on to be a loner. He, yeah. was, he was just a dead loner from day one. One thing I do want to touch on is we get a lot of guys out west that are that are bear hunters yes or they're they're hunting mountain lions or they're they're hunting dogs in a pack and those dogs need to pack yes but they can't just or they can't understand you know this whole loner mentality that we look for and how important is it and i've said a hundred times dead loners are cool but they're weird yeah Yeah. they're they're odd dogs you know they usually got some kind of quirk about them but every now and then you get a dead loner that doesn't have that quirk that when something comes into him he's not weirded out or he doesn't he hauls good and mafia won real late in life and that's how i kind of maybe look at them dogs that are that are dead loners but they're also you know still winning late in their careers that maybe they're not quite a strange dog is what dogs could come and cover him he just back up and give it to him he wouldn't fight or blow he just scoot back and give him the tree and set back and tree yeah and did he he never had any issues when he was getting when he was getting brought up of leaving trees and stuff cut no, no, or nothing no. like he that never, he just won mainly because you never had to whip him to be by himself so he, 
he just never left trees. Yeah. He, he was just like indifferent as to what was going on, I guess. Be about the best word I could use to describe him. He just, he didn't really give a crap. You know, if they, if they covered him fine, if they didn't, fine. He just kind of did his deal. Well, that's always kind of been like my definition of independence yes. is in, is indifference. Yes. You know, if they don't know, if they, if, if I, even an independent dog will back a dog sometimes because it's running a track. If a dog beats it to him, it's still going to tree there because that's their tree. track. Yes. Well, did Mafia? So he, I mean, he never shown any signs of weirdness. He never shown any signs of anything like that. No. Do you think that was all breeding, or did, I mean, it obviously wasn't training. No, it wasn't. It wasn't nothing to do with anything I'd done. It was just what he'd done was natural. Yeah. So and did he th- he threw that in his pups? He, I assume yeah, too. Yeah, most about every one of his pups. Some of his pups was so independent they was even hard to train. Yeah. Because they wouldn't even go to dogs from night one. So it's hard to get them coons, but most of them finally, once they treat a coon by themselves and you knocked it out, it was pretty much over for them. Because I know, and and Mafia, how many pups did Mafia have on the ground? Oh, 150 at the most. Oh, that's it. Yes, I, I think it was like 136. Yes. I think is, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yep. And when he when I when he quit when he went sterile, he was the number one living reproducer in UKZ. How old was he when he went sterile? Uh, about eight. Yeah. And so, I'm thinking because I that that actually surprises me. Yes, because especially I mean in, down here and in our country, you run into a lot of mafia dogs. Yes, a lot of mafia dogs. Yes. I Jennifer told you to turn that thing off because it was going to ring during this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's Finley that interrupts us halfway through the podcast. Yes. Now, so we can blame it on Shy this time. <laughs> but. uh I figured he would have three hundred pups on the. No, I never bred. He never bred his first female till he was. He he bred a female when he was two, and I bred the same female when he was three or three and a half. And as that's the only bitch he bred until he's about three yeah. and a half years old. Did it change when you started breeding females to mafia? Did it change the way he hunted? None. See, that's a, that's another outlier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that usually changes the dog a lot when you go to breed mafia. I could breed him to a female ten minutes before I went hunting. And he was still the same dog. I think you could have cut him with that bitch, and he wouldn't have bothered him. Yeah. And so, because I ran into mafia, and we still do. Yes. You know, you still run into mafia dogs all the time. Yes. And I mean, I'd have guys that just come up to pleasure hunt, and I'd say, what's that dog? I'd say, oh, it's out of mafia. So the fact that he's only got 130, 140 pups on the ground, yes. and we're still running into him everywhere is pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. And so, you breed mafia... And you get Shaq. Yes. And so how did Shaq start? He is a junky, wild, deer running. <laughs> a lot like a lot of pups out of Mafia was. Yeah. Just real wild. Uh, there's a lot of nights that I drove off and would leave him running deer and go on coon hunting and come back and get him later. Is that where you come in, Dalton, when yeah. your dad would yeah. get mad at him? Run him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. did you guys kind of hunt? hunt shack together was that all shy was it no I, we can't hunt together no we don't we don't we don't hunt together we've got we i say we have totally different training techniques and we do in a lot of ways now if i if i have one that's doing something just you know ignorant i'll call him and you know for mm-hmm. an idea but we we rarely prep pleasure hunt together so that some people's going to think that's strange but considering me and my brother yeah. never hunt together either no i bet me and jeremy have hunted together 
maybe five or six times in the last three or four years. Yes, that's yep. about how we yeah, are. That, we, we just don't hunt together. Yeah. He hunts. He hunts by himself, and I'll hunt by myself. Well, you guys can get a lot more pups trained that yeah. way. Yeah, two guys that, hunting by yeah. yourself. Yeah. I, I don't know. We both just kind of like to hunt one dog, too. There's yeah. a lot of it. Just hunt them by themselves, and you can do a lot more work. Just, yeah. you know, he dog. likes a barking dog, and I like a tight mouth dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm with Shy on that one. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> the dogs that I like, like, well, that demon dog that yeah. hung himself on me, uh, when I started him, he was ignorant. I mean, this dog was a, <clears throat> he was a lunatic. But I'd hold him back and just pet him. We'd cut dogs, and I'd just have him going berserk before I'd cut him, you know. And I started him basically trailing dogs and cutting him on deer. That's how I started him. And once I got him where he – I mean, he'd bark when he was a pup, you know. Once he figured things out, he didn't bark quite as much. But, I mean, there were nights he'd bark 70, 80 barks a minute on the ground just from the time you cut him. Uh, well, anyways, I get him where I think he's pretty much right. Uh, he wasn't a dead loner, but he was like a kid. I mean, just crazy intelligent. You could take him, say there's a dog treat over here, hundred yards and I need a quarter. I can get him off that tree and I could pet him and lead him towards that dog and cut him. He'd just cover him like a blanket. He knew what you wanted. And if I, I could pull him off of a tree and jerk around on him and get rough with him and cut him, he'd just like a rocket the other direction. You know, it just is weird. Knew exactly what I wanted, but I got busy with work. Well, I was working midnights and couldn't hunt there for probably six months. I worked mm-hmm. midnights and I sent him to dad to hunt him for me. I got put back on evening shift and uh, I go get my dog and I turn him loose and man, he doesn't say anything. It's like 30 minutes and he doesn't say anything. <laughs> and next thing you know, he just dies treat in there about a mile. Never, never said a word on the ground. I called him. I said, you've ruined this thing. <laughs> Shy at him, bro. I, I took, just the, right I took the shopping collar to him. Yes, I did. Uh, so when Mafia's coming up, you started him, Shy? Yes. When did... Because he was a young dog when he started winning, too. Yes. If I'm not Very mistaken. Young. Yes. So when did he start putting him in hunts? He's, he was, you, as far as UKC hunts, he's about 12, 13 months old. I was so busy with the kids, I didn't get to run the roads like I get to, that I can now. So he didn't get a hold to a lot of PKC hunts. If I'd have got to haul him like I do Shaq, I feel like he'd have done a, yeah. a lot of winning. When, when Shaq's coming up, did, uh, Cause I'm I'm trying to think of the I drew Shaq at La Plata one night. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think that was the first time I'd hunted with him. Yes, if I remember right, and he looked good. We had a pretty good hunt. Yes, Shaq left her. Well, actually, Dalton, you can give one on your old man. Your old man treated that dog when he shouldn't have. Yes, I oh, treated yeah. I treated him twice that night when I shouldn't <laughs> yes. have. I've seen yeah. him. I've walked with him a couple of times with quite a bit on the line. Yeah, and. Uh, him tree that dog and I'm just sitting back there. What in the heck are you? Well, now doing? I know, I know for the first time Shaq was tree, but he didn't have to tree. You could have waited a little yes. bit and treated him. But yeah, yes. Shaq was tree the first time you treated him, but he left it and he took left. a punt. Yes, but he treed two coons that night, and I remembered when he first came treed right. Uh, we were in between, I think, Con's tree and Eldon's tree or something or anything, and yes. Shaq come treed in there right, and I was impressed. Yeah. I mean, I hunt loud dogs and. We've always hunted loud dogs, and we've got dogs with good mouths. With the way Mafia 
or I'm sorry, the way Shaq trees is unique. Yes, he's oh, he's, yeah. he's a different sounding type. Yes. yes, I mean he was in there just steady as a rock, yak, yes. yak, yak, and then it sounds like he's trying to eat something. Yeah, he'll throw in big old strings. Yes, <laughs> he yeah. sounds like a dog that's something's coming into him and he's trying to blow it off, but there ain't nothing around. Nothing him. around him. Yeah. yeah, I mean that is just crazy. So what I want to do, and I'm going to go ahead and ask you this on the podcast, is while Shaq's still around, I want to come down here with the cameras one weekend. Yes, and we'll get some oh, video yeah, of him on sure. the on the big show on the big show stuff, yeah. and people could see that because that's just I mean it was cool. Yes, I wanted to throw that out there because I I've always been a I've been a Shaq fan ever since he came treat the first time with yeah. me. But. <laughs> so you start you started winning with Shaq, and what all did you win with Shaq? First well, of all, we're, we were talking about Moffy. What Moffy end up with? Moffy only as wins. He he was only uh, he's only a silver champion. I just never got a hall mob. Yeah, but he lot. was close to a gold. Yeah, team, yes, yeah, he, he had right at nine thousand. And he won, he won a bunch like the Russ Meyer yeah, hunt. Yeah, uh, he won a bunch there a couple of times. He had you know a lot of money. One that didn't count towards anything, yeah. just invitational hunts and what, stuff like uh, that. But but that's also. It's not like today. No. When Mafia was coming no, up. No, I mean, you're talking 100 cast wins in PKC yeah. and, you know, $9,000 won, 100-plus yeah. cast wins. I remember when Dollar made a gold champion, it was a huge deal. Yes. I mean, a gold champion was It was crazy. a big – now it's – now a gold champion is nothing like we was talking earlier. So yeah. many hunts and so many big hunts. If a guy can afford to go, which I can't, if a guy can afford to go, it you can make a dog a platinum champion in a weekend. In a night, yes, yeah, one yeah. night. I mean, one night, you can you do it yep. right, you can make a platinum champion. Yes, yep. But I remember what it was like to struggle. I remember when I thought, man, if I could just get fifteen hundred dollars worth of career earnings, maybe these guys would pay attention to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Now, now that's not even an entry. No, they don't even look at you. And so I want to run this by you. I was talking with Jed, and this will be in the podcast before you guys air. Is uh, we were talking about some of the prestige being gone, and we touched on that too. And you know, too many hunts. What about you know keeping track of cast wins? Because how many cast wins do you think Mafia had? Oh, Moff- all of Mafia's money for the most part was thirty and fifty dollar hunts. Yeah. You know, there's no telling how many cast wins Mafia had if a guy figured them up. Because it's hard. You guys got a lot of good coon dogs down here in this area. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. yeah. So when Mafia's running, Ty was hunting. Ty Anderson, yeah, we had know. Lane Denny with Emmy. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good. There's dogs. world champions. There's gold yeah. champions. We uh, this last year, I drew out in a three dog cast at a UKC hunt, Eight Air, Oklahoma, had seventy thousand dollars worth of dog earnings between yeah. the three dogs. Yeah, and a so, dang UKC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it, yeah. it, it it's hard. People think because I mean, you go in some places in the country. And it's not hard to get a $30 cast wing. No. You know, there's a couple guys that are starting pups or trying to get their 100 won or something yep. like that. Yeah. And then there's one guy with a good coon dog, and you go in there and you mop them up, it's done. But down here, especially when Mafia was coming up, yes, those weren't easy casts to win. No, no. There's a, even today, you go to a lot of our $30 hunts at Seneca, you're going to draw pretty much everything's either a gold or platinum champion. You know, there's some silvers, but... Pretty much everything you draw is a silver or better. So how do we get? How do you guys think we get some of the prestige back? Because I don't know. I don't know if the thirty dollars and fifty dollar hunts are going to be able to sustain themselves. No, they're already. They got these hundred dollar legacies and stuff. It's better to if you're going to run for a truck ticket or whatever. You're better to spend the hundred dollars and go one time and win four hundred. Is have to 
go to 15 hunts to get 400 winning $30 hunts. Do you think that that's just the way we need to go and let it happen? Or do you think there's some way to bring some of these smaller hunts back? I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't have the answer for that. What do you think, Dalton? You're sighing over there. Let me at, let me have it. At this, I mean, at this point, they're we're ne- they're never going to completely. I say they won't. With peak, there's no telling what they will do, but there's a lot more average working guys than there are the John Stricklands of the world. Yeah, you know. So there's always going to be thirty and fifty dollar hunts. Now getting the prestige back to a win. That's out the window. I mean, yeah. anytime you can go win, you know, a couple casts to make fifty, sixty thousand in a weekend. And the thing is, is I don't know who won last weekend. I'll figure out, you know, this coming weekend I'll know who won, and by the next weekend I'll have forgot, and there'll be, yeah. you know, another yeah, another was, one. There was a four thousand dollar entry hunt in Tennessee, and I don't even know who got in. Yeah, yeah. I, you yeah. know, and and not that many years ago, we would be able to tell you exactly who won early, who they drew yeah. in the semis, who got in, you know. But now it's just like, well, they you know won another forty thousand. It's just when the when the regular hunts has got bigger than your world hunt then you got problems yeah mm-hmm. and me and jed were talking also on the on the podcast going to air before this is these week-long open events that are going and they are going away yeah i think the lone star 5000 will be the last it, bastion of the of the 50 dollar open events because i think that they just do it so well and it's yes. so much fun yep. down there but uh i thought maybe you know, if we're going to have champion pedigrees or champion uh, deals of any kind, maybe it should be based on cast wins instead of money earned. Yes. Or separate ones. Yes. You know, have a UKC went to that with the grand night times two times three, whatever. You know, it takes more to be a grand night. It takes more to be a night champion than it used to. So maybe that, you think that would be a route we could go? I or? think that would be the way to go is go off your cast wins. Because and, how many, I mean, how many casts do you think Mafia won? I well over a hundred. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd say 150, 200 casts probably. And you took if you won 150 or 200 casts today, how much money would it be? Oh, uh, yes. Un- you know. I mean, yeah. Because see, they didn't even have the hundred dollar legacy hunts mm-hmm. when I was hunting him. So it's just a whole different game now. And so for guys that have are not familiar with PKC and money earned things like that, you guys are paying. On a Tuesday night, like a $30 entry. Yes. Yep. And if it was full, which back then usually you could yes. get a full cast, the most you could win is $72. $72. Yep. So to make just a silver champion at $4,000, you had to have whatever, I'm, I'm, math's not my strong suit, so 72 yeah. into 4000 So you're going to have to have at least, you know, 40 cast wins just to make silver champion. Yes. Yeah. And now I can make silver champion in one cast win. One cast win. Yes. I actually won one cast, and we split at Memphis. It was four thousand dollars. Yep. So, yep. The, for those that don't know, it's a little easier now to win some oh, money. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So you got Mafia coming up. You won. You you won a lot with with uh, Mafia. Now you got Shaq coming up. I should say. Uh, what all did you guys do with Shaq? Well, Shaq. He's been in the finals of the UKC World Hunt. I've had him in the finals of the Truck Hunt twice. Uh, I think he's been in the top 15 of the UKC World four times. He's been in Na- or the semifinals of nationals and the UKC World a couple times yeah. each. What? Uh, tell me about your first uh, final cast in the World Hunt. First final cast in the UKC World Hunt. Uh, we went to Georgia 
Oh, that's and right. That was that messed was year, up. That was a year. And, and I drove home 15, 16 hours, and they called and said we was going to have to come back. Well, I'm hard-headed, and I said I ain't going back. And Dalt said he'd take him, and Dalt took him back and got him in and got third. Yeah. yeah. What? I can't even remember what happened there. Uh, That was the whole the Sambo debacle. Yes, that's right. But uh, when I went back, I drew – I had a handsome Tucker and a Jip off of Wyatt Wright's stuff down yeah. there. Uh, trying to think what she was. She's a gold champion female, I know. Um, uh, the early round, I just just destroyed them. Uh, I say that. Treat two coons, three coons in Georgia down there in that yeah. hunting – but uh, you treat three coons down there because I looked at the scores down there that week. Was, yeah, they weren't very good. No, that's a, that a tough place to come. We out. uh, we turn loose and Nick strikes Tucker. I mean, off the lead snap strikes <laughs> him. I was, oh my gosh. Well, nothing else barks, and Tucker he was barking, but and Nick he can say what he wants, but the dog was running an armadillo and put him in a hole down there. And I'd say he'd agree with me, and Nick trees him. And ends up and takes 100 minus, and Tucker comes back by us and takes another 100 minus. While this is going on, I just hear dogs. We're, we cut. It was kind of a weird place to cut. We cut on, I don't know if you call it a peninsula or what, just like a finger that ran out into the lake. Yeah. And it was, I looked at my Garmin and, you know, measured it or whatever, and it was 700 yards to the point of it, and it was 200 yards wide. Yeah. So when they get to the end of it, there's dogs barking. I don't know what they are. Nobody's saying anything. I strike for 75 and everything comes back by us and they all take minus. Well, Shaq, when I was looking at my Garmin, uh, I just kind of step over in this lane and they can say I was cheating, but I was just trying not to get minus. I slapped my uh, antenna on my leg and he just like a rocket. He's treed, you know, within two minutes. He kept coming back by. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so they had all taken minus, and I've got a coon for 200, and recut him off of that. It was a kitten he had. Recut him off of that, and he goes 75 yards and just trees another one. Uh, the jip covered me, and Tucker was way out of pocket. We called timeout, recut, and he treated another one. It was over. And then in the late round, that was a, the final four. That was a cluster. I don't remember the play-by-play on that. Yeah, I should. I will probably if you jog my memory. What happened? We uh, we turn loose. We drive back into this place, and it was a beautiful spot. Too much water, but a beautiful spot. I mean, we were up to the tops of our waders pretty much the entire time. Uh, we turn loose. I can't remember what we strike for, but uh, the black and tan female trees a coon. Dog covers are on a feeder bucket just right out of the truck. Shaq's trailing down here left-handed and puts one in a big beaver dam in that slough and stayed there. I didn't trim uh, for probably, I mean, he was over there for mm-hmm. 10 minutes. You we're, can tell he was yeah, doing something. We're, we're shining this tree and whatever, and we pull off of it, and they're walking, and they start the stationary on me, and it runs down like four minutes, and he finally shuts up, you know, breaks it, and ends up and gets treed. Uh, and that tree, that first tree cost me, that was the difference between third and first. I get in there, and what he, I don't even really know if I should say this, but he had <laughs> chewed a vine in half. Yeah, there's a big like a limb had fallen out of this tree, and he's chewed this vine in half. And for whatever reason, the stupid idiot has his butt to the tree, 
and there's a big hole, like the limb that fallen out was hollow, and that vine's right in front of you. Know, he's chewed yeah. it in half, and there's a coon in the vine. I get minus in this because hollow. they don't touch. I, well, I get minus in this hollow log. They said he was tri- you know baying at the log, yeah. and the coon's you know right above his head. So I take 175 pump. And threw me a good Dalton Cummings fit, you know, out there in the woods. They didn't put that in the play-by-play, but I was hot. Um, uh, we, I cut him back loose, and he's treed through there in no time. I strike him and just leave him treed. I didn't have a chance to win. Yeah. Uh, at that point, that money baby female was winning the cast, and the black and tan jit was trailing there close. And I knew I was third no matter what, so I just hung out for the last hour and let them shoot it out, you yeah. know. But, yeah, that was – that was my final cast of the world hunt. I wasn't. I drove and I drove back. You know, it's fifteen and a half hours down it's a there. Long ways down I was there. just simmering the whole way home. <laughs> at least you didn't get you didn't get tired at the wheel when no, you're mad like that. No, dude. I I just drove straight through. Boy, that's hot. But and anybody knows he's a little more outspoken than I am. Yes. I'm a little quieter. I will say one thing about a shy, and I you, we can't say this about now. I love Dalton. Yes. I've, I've been I've judged Dalton and been around Dalton I, I, we, I've never had any trouble with him but you never hear a bad word I can't say that about Dalton because most people don't say anything bad about Dalton but I've heard a couple of bad words but yes. Shy you've been around this sport and this bit it's a business now yes sir. I mean it really is you've been around this for a long time you guys have taken dogs for the public to come down here and run loose on your farm you've yes. started pups and stuff and nobody ever says a bad word about Cheyenne Company I I try to do what's right. <laughs> yeah. But how does that happen? I mean, you even if you do what's right all the time, it still yeah. happens, don't it, Dalton? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. He wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you got Shaq. You got him. What, what, he won after that world hunt, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he got. Yeah, I've, I've, he's went, I've took him back to the world since then two or three yeah. times and gotten the top. 14, 13. Because I remember when we just had the Strickland podcast with Ashley and, and Country. Yes. And it seems like Shaq and Country were hot right, that same yeah, year. Right at yeah. the, you yeah. guys both had just a killer year. Yes, right there together. And I remember every big hunt, they'd say, who you picking for this hunt? And it was always Shaq and Country. Yeah, and Shaq and Country. Well, uh, Shaq and Country got in the top six of the PKC world that year. Yep. Together. Did you guys draw each other? No. Through any of that? No, never never, did. never drew right each other. Because that was always a hunt I wanted to make happen yes. with Shaq and Country. Just to hear them two dogs treat. I, oh, even yeah. if they'd have treated together, yeah. I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah. Yes. Because that would have been that would have been awesome just to hear them both treat. Yeah. So what are your plans? You've got Shaq. You've done all that winning with him. You've done Mafia. You've got Mafia. You've done all the winning with him. You had good dogs before that. What are your plans for the future? Uh, keep raising pups and try to get another one yeah. you know just keep hunting you just lost a dog recently yeah, tell me so about that i lost the tack dog at the truck hunt we cut him and i never heard him but the wind was blowing and he was in there for over an hour and i think the dog drowned really? when i got in there he had a lot of mud in his mouth and he's full of water he's on dry land when i found him I, i'll never know really what did happen to him yeah do you think that maybe he caught something in one i of think he, i think he caught a what i think it was showing him tree this whole time, but it showed him move about 20 yards. I think he had a coon caught in a hole and finally got backed out, but he's just so full of water and mud that he, he couldn't yeah. make it. He caught – that was his – if he could have a hole, that was his hole. He caught a bunch of them. Yeah. He didn't say much on the ground. You know, Good track dogs that don't say a yeah, lot of the ground are going to catch coons. He was coons. one of those that flew around like a 
Yeah. You know, you hear about them 13, 14 miles an hour, and you'll know, like over in them pecan orchards, he yeah. was one of them at a dead run, and you just find coons laying everywhere going to him tree. So you guys have so. kind of caught a rash of bad luck here with demon, losing yes. demon, you lose yes. tack. Yes. And so you, you've you tried some dogs here lately? I've and tried a lot of you. young dogs out of shack. That tree coons is not what I'm looking for. And uh, Ronnie Smith had bought a dog out of shack, and he ended up selling me half of him, and I keep him here and hunt him, and when he wants to take him, he takes him. Yeah, what's that dog's name? Uh, Stogie. Are we gonna Are we gonna be hearing about that dog here I, pretty quick? I hope he's a. I, I think he's a pretty good young dog. We'll see. Well, Dalton, what's this dog like? Have you hunted with him? I haven't hunted with him. They said he's Cheyenne. Ain't gonna brag on him. No, they. <laughs> I talked to Ronnie about him. Ronnie told he told he said, "Man of my stature can't hunt a dog like this every night." Uh, he, I guess he's just about stone silent, flies around, kind of a bushwhacking type dog. Has a coon pretty much. Yeah. Every, if, any, if anything, he's a little independent to a fault. We, yeah. Uh, me and Tyler was hunting together last Thursday night. Jenna strikes a coon right out of the truck, runs a hundred yards, catches in the bottom of the tree. My dog split. He never gets none of it. Yeah. You know he. Probably should have got part of that, but I'll take it. Yeah, I say yeah. that's a pretty small hole to fill. Yeah, I'll take yeah it. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna have a silent one, they they pretty much have to be. I I've been there. Dead loners. Yeah. You, you guys yep. know what I hunt. Too, yes. and they don't say much on the ground. Nope. They got to be alone. Yep, they've yep. got to be a loner. Yeah, they twenty five and twenty five don't do don't, much it good. Don't work no. out. No, no. no. So you've. Got this young dog you're hunting now. Are you still going to breed Shaq? Yes, yes, I'm breeding Shaq. How old is Shaq now? He's, he's eight years old. Yeah. yeah. Shaq, oh, man, can you believe that? I know, it. time flies. I can, I still think of Shaq as a young dog. Yeah. You know, yeah. you think of Mafia as an old dog, and you think of Shaq as a young dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Mafia, he lived a long time. Mafia was 13 when he died. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so Shaq's still got, he's, how many pups has Shaq got on the ground? Shaq's got around... Oh, I'd say five hundred or so. Yeah. I don't keep up. I don't look at that much, but he's he's got five hundred or better. I know. I talked to Ty Anderson here a while back, and he's yeah. hunting a dog out of shack. Yes, in an English female, yes, a crossbred dog, and he said that's one of the best dogs he's ever turned yeah, loose. Yeah, I've not got to hunt with that dog yet, but Ty's real high on that young yeah. dog. Yeah, Ty's Ty knows what a coon dog. Yes, is. Yeah. he does. Yeah, yeah, Ty's a good hunter, and he isn't scared to to get rid of one either no no i mean if he don't yeah. like it he ain't gonna yeah. it ain't gonna eat ty's pizza no child. absolutely not yes so the future's still looking pretty bright for you guys yes sir. even though with all the bad luck and all that stuff yes so i mean you can't you can't beat that i mean it could be worse it could oh, be yeah. worse you could not <laughs> have a dog you yep. stuck at home with your wife every night <laughs> oh don't <laughs> tell her that i want supper next yes. time i come by i don't want i don't want to make her mad yeah. Dalton, what you got coming up what do you hunt i actually just bought a dog off a demon uh bought him last week haven't turned him loose yet yeah he's Who not had him uh what was that boy? Taylor Biggs? Yes. I think is the boy's name. Yeah. Uh, he hadn't hunted him in a few months. He started roping. I don't know if he's going to suit me. He does, he's stone silent. No, oh, that ain't your style. No, maybe, not maybe my that's maybe reason, style. That's the reason I've got him tied at my house. <laughs> yeah, now. He's, 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 out, he's out here in dad's <laughs> pen right now. But I bought him uh, just to have something off a demon. I've got one, a litter mate to him. I've hunted him. At least two years old, and I've hunted him one time. That yeah. boy of mine plays football and baseball and wrestles. And I know when you got small kids, yeah, it's, yeah. Hard. it's tough, tough. But this one that I just brought him to dad's and kicked him out. I coon hunted him one night. I hunted him with Shaq and whatever Buddy Licklider was hunting. 
Um, uh, he treed, what did he treat? A coon and a bobcat? Coon and a bobcat, first night. Yeah, first night he's ever hunted. Treat a coon and treat a coon and a bobcat. And I just put him up. And baseball season, we're playing travel baseball. And then that turned into football and then football tournaments. And so I just, I brought him over here to dad's and kicked him out. But if somebody wants a good young dog, this one over here would be the real deal. There you go. uh, Contact Dalton Cummings. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you guys, and I, first of all, thank you for all your hospitality. Thank you. I mean, it's been, I come in here, I pull into Shy's driveway. Jennifer's got a huge meal set out for me. All the beverages and food a man can eat and drink. Uh, you guys have been more than gracious. I, I really appreciate you letting me come down and sit down with you, first of all. Glad to have you. And second of all, we're going to get down here with the cameras because the world needs to see shack on a tree that'll work we'll go to the pecan bottoms when you come yeah down. i don't want to hunt over here yeah. we're hunting over there where, where dalton was talking earlier. yeah we'll, go, we'll yeah. go over and hunt with tyler <laughs> there yeah. you go yeah we'll go hunt some orchards right around to them is there anything you guys want to add before we get done no no, no i think we're good hey i sure appreciate you hey, guys thank you very down. much thank you shy and dalton and especially jennifer because she's the one who does all the cooking and yes. she's the brains behind the operation that's i don't that, care what the these truth. two say that is yep. i won't argue yep. that point at all <laughs> she's drove us thousands and thousands of miles. I will say one thing. Every time I see you guys at a hunt, Jennifer's wheeling you. She she gets yep, she gets car she gets car sick and it works out good. She yep. has to drive. Well, that's yep. that's a good win. Yes, that's a win win for yes. everybody, ain't it? You guys have always been a joy. Uh, I really appreciate you. You're very good ambassadors to the sport, and I think that's important. And so I want to thank you for letting me sit down and letting you let me do this with you and do the podcast. I really appreciate. It. And we'll get the cameras down here and get these dogs on film too. Glad to so, have you. Yeah. So that is uh, Dalton and Cheyenne Cummings, uh, owners and hunters of Redneck Mafia and two of the better guys in the sport. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, I had a lot of fun bringing this to you. And so tune in, listen to this, listen next week, and listen for as long as you can to The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network.